Hello, and welcome to Flicks on the Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanza, with me forever and always. The man, the myth, the... Oh, you son of a bitch. I was going to that back to you when you said, say hello, Al. Say hello, Al. Our main topic for this week's episode is going to be Annihilation. If you've never seen the trailers, you have no idea what we're doing. Um, But before we get into that, Al, what are we drinking? I'll normally do a little run of show. We're just going to skip ahead. What are we drinking? Uh, so we're drinking, those of you who've listened before know that both of us were a big fan of Hetty Topper, so another beer from The Alchemist, we're drinking Focal Banger. Mm. So uh, normally we pour out our full glass, and if you notice we had an abbreviated pour this time around, it's because Alchemist beers are supposed to be drank from the can. Aggressively. <laughs> um, in fact, the can is literally screaming at us, drink from the can. More so, than once. Drink from the can, drink from the can, drink from the can, three times around. <laughs> so I figured we'd pour out a little bit just for our sound effect purposes. And also, so and taking a look at a this, look at it, and and the cheers. Cheers. Let's do the cheers. Very nice. Very nice. Ah, uh, that's the stuff. <laughs> that's that is everything that I like. Good. Well done. I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you <laughs> I have actually had this one one time before. Mm, I like that. Um, but it's such a good beer, and I knew you hadn't had it, so I figured it was worth breaking the rules slightly. Much appreciated. This is uh, this is real good. Tell me a little bit about this beer, Al. Sure. First of all, do you want to examine this very odd can art? <laughs> I was going to do that while you talk because there's a lot going on here. Actually, this, you know what? This is perfect for this movie in more ways than one. Because yeah. it's got the uh, little effect of the guy holding the can, which is the guy holding the can, which is the guy holding the can. Guys, just get used to it. That's going to happen at least eight more times. Episode. And probably for the next few episodes. <laughs> Or any, um, anytime one of us blows the other one's mind. <laughs> yes. Um, so it's an India Pale Ale. Um, I like the hops coming out of that dude's ears. It's pretty cool. 7% <laughs> And volume. the hops going up his nose along with the beer. Naturally. Of course, it uh, it comes in pints. It comes in pints. Most of our favorite beers seem to. So uh, on the back of the can, it says, uh, Focal Banger is an American Indian India Pale Ale. We have a real love for IPAs here at The Alchemist. And we strive to offer you the best hop experience that we possibly can. This beer is brewed using Citra, oh, yeah. Anthony's favorite, there it is. and Mosaic Hops, There's something a I'm a fan of, and our favorite British malts, truly an abundance of hoppy goodness. Now, I'm very curious why I'm not allowed to pour this into the glass. Why do I recommend that you drink it from the can? Which is really two paragraphs down on the can. <laughs> well, here, let's go. Let's, let's just read the whole thing. Yeah, okay, go for it. Freshness and control have always been my main concern when it comes to our beer. We're committed to providing you with an unfiltered and unpasteurized hop experience. Why do I recommend that you drink it from the can? Quite simply to ensure a delightful hop experience. The act of pouring it in a glass smells nice, but it releases the essential hop aromas that have worked so hard to retain. Mm. If you must pour it into a glass, you may find that some of the hop resins have settled to the bottom. Leave them in the can when pouring. This beer is perishable and it's best when it's young, fresh, and hazy. Keep it cold, but not ice cold. Drink this beer today, because you could be dead tomorrow. Well done. Well done. That's really good. I am curious, though, if I'm done with the glass, I'm going to go in for the can. Okay. Let's see if I notice a difference. Should I cleanse the palate? I'm going to cleanse the palate. We have some more. can get you a rice cake, perhaps? (laughs) (laughs) We almost lost the computer again. (laughs) And the microphone. And the microphone microphone would have been fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's better in the can. It's the type of thing that you'd be skeptical of. Yeah, 
that it's oh uh, like you're snobby like you no it's 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 better in the can that's 100 percent accurate the rare exception to the rule weird weird it was a little bit more bitter in the glass yes um which is probably some of the reduce releasing of those resins right huh very cool Um, (laughs) i would have never thought that yeah um it's funny there's something to that no matter what sort of beer you're talking about um changing of a lot of beers do better with aeration that's why you pour them out sure um and there's something to be said for how it ages in a glass bottle versus a can uh that i actually can't speak to i'll have to do some homework on that one of these days i only ever bottle mine in bottles so it doesn't really matter to me for my own making of beer Mm -hmm. um but these guys in particular are really specific. They do some funky things with how... I have a recipe to clone Hetty Top. Oh, okay. It's so fucking complicated, which, like... Most beer recipes are... If you know how to do it, you can do anything. Sure. That one is going <laughs> to require me to look back on it again a couple times before I give it a shot. And I'm sure whatever comes out, it'll be good, but it won't be that beer. Right. It, it just won't. Right. It'll be something else. It will be a Heady Topper clone. It won't be Heady Topper. Right. Right. I love that at the bottom of this can it says, don't be a D-bag. Recycle this can. It was on the little, um, you know, those little plastic yeah. uh, four-pack uh, on that things. Too. that was on. There's a sticker Is on it, it. Was it the hard? Yeah, the hard top. plastic thing yeah. that holds four of them mm-hmm. from the tops. Um, I have one of those, so. Very nice. Very good choice. Obviously recommend this one. Ooh. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's weird. It's like dramatically more bitter in the glass coming from the glass. Yeah, (laughs) it's weird. And I liked it in the glass. I like it, but it's way way more now. (laughs) Yeah, it's better balanced. That's what it is. They're not lying on the can. Just follow the instructions. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, this week's episode is a little bit different. Al and I are in person for the first time in a long time. Since recording the show since Star Wars. Wow, that was December. Yeah, months have passed. Two and a half. It's been the months since then. <laughs> uh, so we got to, we got to see this week's episode, this week's movie. Saw it a couple hours ago together, which yes. is always a fun experience Indeed. because we get the uh, right after the movie, which is my favorite time to talk about the movie is like right after you've experienced it, right with the people that also enjoy movies the same way you do. So we do this where we're like kind of just talking at each other yes. on the way back to the car for babbling often, but, yeah, and bueno. and making that noise yes. just really loud for. Early in the morning. <laughs> in, the, in the full disclosure, one of my notes, apropos of nothing, is just bois nana. Uh, how did you spell it? Uh, B-W, uh, six A's, space, mm-hmm. N-A, space, N-A. That's fair. That's good. I right. like it. I think that's a good breakdown. <laughs> I think that is how you translate that to paper. Yeah, uh, if, you're, if you're listening to this and you haven't actually seen the movie yet, um, we're using it almost an infinite amount of times more than it was used in the movie. It was only a couple times. Yeah. Um, but if you've seen the trailer, especially if you've seen the trailer many times, you've heard that sound and yeah. you know the existential dread that sinks upon you while hearing that sound. I have of the mind that there were two types of people and then when they saw the trailer, they went, ooh, I want to see this movie. That was us. <laughs> and there was other folks that were probably like, what the hell is this? <laughs> see, it's funny. I saw the teaser and I was like, eh. And then I saw the trailer and I said, oh, Alex oh. Garland? Yes. <laughs> I see what you're doing here. And those of you who've been listening know that both of us are pretty big fans of yeah. his work, starting with Ex Machina, which we'll do an episode of yeah. eventually, but we both want to rewatch it. Maybe we'll it. do that with a Hedy Topper clone. <laughs> <It's right. laughs> That'll be good. Uh, so, to, it, we're recording the morning of the Oscars. Al's uh, I guess graciously... Yeah, that's true. 
um, decided to he, he he came by. He's gonna watch the show with us for it. You haven't the past couple of years, right? It was since Hoboken. Uh, Hoboken was the last. Time. Yeah. So we, uh, Kim and I always watch them, but every once in a while we was have like three years ago. We have folks over. Yeah, I think so. Uh, something like that. Three, three or four years ago, yeah, probably. Um, so we'll have our little a little Oscars party tonight. Um, so if you, uh, I will if you eat hear, everything in sight. If you hear anything going on, like in the background of this, it's because we're. Kim's probably getting ready for stuff. I know she's making donuts right now, which you're pretty happy about. Nice. Excited to taste those later. <laughs> we'll check in on how those are later. I forgot. I should have brought down some, some protein to drink later in this episode. I'm going to need it. Yeah. Um, you can check I, it after the episode. I've already shocked and awed Anthony with my... That was impressive. <laughs> that was... So, if you've ever been to Jersey Mike's, <laughs> there are three sizes of sandwich. There's the size that you should order, the size that you order, and then the one Al got... <laughs> <laughs> Which I said at the time I was gonna eat across two or three separate eatings, right. and then I ate it in like eight minutes. Yep, you would. I'm pretty sure. I, from my perspective, it was one bite because I looked left and you were unwrapping the sandwich. I looked right. I talked to Kim. I looked back. Sandwich was gone. <laughs> it was over. <laughs> and then, well, no, not even. You didn't even see the sandwich was gone. I turned to you and brought your attention to it and said, I intended for that to be a two-part story, <laughs> and it was done in one, and then you looked down and realized what I was talking about. I like that you were, yeah, you were, when we were in the store and you were buying the sandwich, you were like, I'm going to eat this over the course of the day. Well done. <laughs> I ate it over the course of the first part of an episode of New Girl. <laughs> you, you have failed, and you don't seem sorry, nor should you. No, because the thing is, like, the way that this diet's been taking, where, like, I'm just stuffing my face nonstop, like, usually I'm... Hit with a, oh, I'm so full and I never want to eat again and then I have to eat in like 45 minutes. Um, it's been an hour and I already want to eat more. Actually. Okay. He's a hungry boy. It's a good thing there's going to be wings and pizza later too. It's true. Guys, That's I've true. lost 10 pounds on this diet. <laughs> if you want more information, contact me. <laughs> I'll give out your information later. Uh, so yeah, Oscars tonight. Very excited about that. Uh, we've talked at length about our the Oscars for the past two episodes, three episodes. Um, well, how many have you been back? I don't even know. I don't <laughs> Two even know. Is the answer. Uh, but I'm excited. I love this. Is It's like a holiday for me. In fact, next year, I'm going to take the Monday after off. <laughs> I mean, there's no point since you like work from home. Yeah. But, like, yeah, we're going to be up late. Like, I'll yeah. stay in here again tonight. I yeah. think we discussed that, but in yeah, case you fine. didn't, you know what's uh, going to happen. So. We'll do like a, a post-Oscar show next week. <laughs> next, next week, next year. That'll be good. We should record. We should just put the mic on tonight and <laughs> just let it. See if there's anything just good. Let it go. Clip it. Maybe I'll clip it down. Yeah. Should we do that? I mean, the worst thing we can do is just not use it. Fair enough. <laughs> I will make it so. Cool. Um, you can hear my. I'm sure there's gonna be movies that I'm gonna react poorly to when they win. It's funny. Uh, you've been talking about the Phantom Thread, oh. and <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm seeing a lot. Like some people like. This movie was trash. I've seen other people who are like, anyone who doesn't love this movie doesn't know movies. Yeah. Which is crazy, because it's usually <laughs> yeah. not that level of snobbery. I mean, sure. there's nothing more snobby than the Oscars, but right. that's a particular brand that you don't see too often. That is also... Because there's been movies I've disagreed with and all those sorts of things where it's like, I get why it's that thing, sure. even if I don't feel that way. Sure. I didn't see this, but you've seen it and said you don't even get right. it. Right, and I think we got a little bit of that last week. Like, I understand why you like Lady Bird, but the things that... Lo- that- that worked for you are exactly the things that didn't work for me. Okay. Which but is fine. It. Which is fine. And that's fair. And I will... And that's what we've always... Even the rare times we do disagree, it's always been about you or me explaining why yeah. and the other person be like, okay, I disagree, but I get it. Yeah, exactly. So, like, it, and it's it's so frustrating because, like, that that's a statement that you, I don't feel is okay to say. 
you, oh, so you, rarely now. <laughs> you, yeah, you like you. What did you say it again? Like, if you didn't like this movie, you don't know movies. Is that basically? Yeah. yeah, that's not okay because movies are art. Well, not even about if you didn't like it. If you didn't get why it's the best movie. Oh, it's not the best movie. Well, but some people think it is, yeah. and yeah, not I'm only sorry. do they think it's the best, which valid if that's what they feel, mm-hmm. but the idea like if you don't think it's the best or at least like one of the top two, then you're wrong, basically, which is uh, problematic. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So I don't really see what I normally do is then distance myself from most people. <laughs> don't talk about me. Yeah, that's fair. Um, well, I thankfully I haven't spoken to you. I, it's been I so would, I I would be okay so. with you having the opinion that you really enjoy the movie, but or I would even not be think, okay with you having the opinion. That and I guess I'd have to talk. I don't enjoy the movie. I'd have to I'm talk wrong. to someone who is an actual. That's what Kim and I have been saying. We we're like, I. She's like the other day we were talking about the movie again. She's like, I gotta talk to somebody that liked it. <laughs> no, not even. I, have, I guess I have to talk to a quote unquote expert, someone who studies the craft. Oh, that's true. And that's... see what it is that I'm missing. Well, I didn't see what you're missing. What sure. The general because you're not alone in your opinion. Sure. On the movie, although I've heard mostly positive reviews of it. Um. So yeah, I just don't get. It. I was actually listening to um a critic on the radio, on ESPN radio of all things uh, like an <laughs> afternoon drive show um talking to i guess the the host was friendly with um ben lyons i think his name is mm. he writes for one of the new york papers the post okay. or something he does critics apparently he's like super famous his dad was really famous like he was telling he was just like regaling them with stories about how he was like as a child friend with Ernest hemingway and like his father was a society writer that's what his father was and they were so close with Ernest Hemingway that when his wife found that Ernest Hemingway had killed himself, she called him first to hmm. tell him to tell the world. Oh, wow. So, like, well, like he was That's telling about how he's met Winston Churchill as a child and, like, went to dinner at his house and stuff. It was ridiculous stuff. But I What believe... did he think of Darkest Hour? <laughs> it's funny because he had interesting criticisms of it. Like, okay. I think he was somewhat more down on it than the general consensus, but I think it's because he came from place of personal knowledge Mm. like i literally knew the man right you know so he's uniquely qualified to criticize um so like well one of the criticisms was something about him not looking like winston churchill and it's like yeah as good as you can do with he's saying it was amazing what they did with prosthetics but he doesn't look anything like him this and that um but he said something along the lines of with phantom threat i i was surprised i expected him to be one of these people raving about it and he didn't do what you did but basically just kind of like yeah i don't and he's as good a yeah. qualification as anyone to be a critic of the movie. Sure. And he's like, like it was a good movie, like I like whatever, but like I don't get it, get it? Like, I don't know. Yeah. So it was interesting. That, uh, that that take was interesting to me. I want you to know right now there's scenes of that movie playing in my head. Nice. Making me furious. Just making me just downright furious. Did you say that Vicky creeps you out? What? What? What creeps me out? <laughs> the parts parts of the movie creep me out. The what it's one of those bad that? jokes that could have been good, but you didn't get it. I, 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 I honestly it. don't even know if I heard you right. <laughs> Would you say that Vicky creeps you out? Mm. No, I don't know what you mean. That's the name of the woman who played the lead in uh, the movie. Oh, her name was Vicky? Creeps. Creeps? <laughs> it's not spelled that way, but it <laughs> sure is pronounced that way. Uh, right. <laughs> Definitely went over my head. It sure um, did. I figured you haven't seen the movie. That's... If you hadn't seen the movie, I wouldn't have made the joke. That's but I figured fine. she's nominated for Best Actress. You probably were functionally aware of her name. Wait, Best Actress? Oh, she's is she nominated for Best Actress? Sorry, we went over this last week. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, no, no. 
No! <laughs> that was supposed to be a joke that made you laugh, not so angry. <laughs> Something that was just going to make you do uh, some sort of variation of like Hulk freaking out. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely raging over here. It's just, I know this is like starting to become the Phantom Thread show, which is, which is what they want. But <laughs> it's, it just, oh man, did I dislike that movie. It, you know what was funny? It was, as we were watching it, it was like, I don't know. Halfway through it, maybe a quarter of the way through it, or it starts off, and you're just like, mm, okay, see where this goes, you know. Quarter of the way through, you're like, mm, I don't think this is working for me. Halfway through, I'm like, well, we've gotten this far. <laughs> and then you get to the end, and you're just like, no! <laughs> it's just. It's ugh. basically like when you eat an entire bag of Doritos. Like, you have the first, <laughs> like, I'm going to have some Doritos, and then you have the first quarter of the bag, and say, yeah, I enjoy that, let's have some more. They can't have less shame and when I finish a bag of Doritos. eating the Doritos, and you're filled with shame, but you look down and realize, well, there's only about eight Doritos left. We might as well finish it. Right. <laughs> We've come this far. We've come this far. Anyway, um, so yeah, more, the, but I'll, I'll record it tonight. We'll see if we can, we can, Throw something together afterwards. It could be fun. We'll the see most what important part of all of this is it distracted from the not great joke that you didn't understand. That's fine. <laughs> That's totally fine. I was more putting the blame on me for making that bad joke. That's fine. Cheers. <laughs> Bring this delicious beer back. You know I like wordplay. <laughs> <laughs> Playing this one close to the chest. Um, the- <laughs> I forgot you. I'm so glad you remember that. <laughs> so, this week's episode. Is Annihilation. This is the movie that we saw together. And man, I I don't know the right words for this. It's 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 a good movie. I really liked it. Not sure I want to watch it again. I know just right now I don't want to. Yeah, this is like like we said with last year with Logan, I was like, I need some space from this yeah. movie. This movie was disturbing and distressing and even scary. I, I don't often get oh, yeah. scared, quote unquote, by movies, but like you know, not not, not you know, just talking about jump scares, but where it's like, and I'm not talking about either just like visceral dismemberment stuff, because like anyone could be squeamish that sort of stuff. Right. I was genuinely like, there are so many weird things that I could never conceptualize going on in this movie. Right. That I'm afraid that you're actually going to come up with something that truly horrifies me. Right. Because I couldn't conceive of it before you put it on the screen Ex- in front of me. Exactly, and that's I think that's that's kind of what's cool about it though, and that's what's different. I mean, I know I I know there's books, and if you've read them, I don't know like how close. Yeah, we'll have to is. talk to, talk to the fact that we'll, both it's Alex Garland and Jeff Vandermeer's mind, right, bringing us these horror. So we can get to that, but what's let's take it from my perspective and from yours because you didn't read the books either. But like, you're going into this for the first time. You know, you're coming in fresh. You only have like really the trailers to work on. I don't I don't read synopsis beforehand because i don't like any little bit spoiled for me i know i know how to navigate those things without getting things yeah. spoiled for me i just so i, I just, do yeah usually you do stuff. i stay away from it entirely because i want to like, go in fresh that's why i know you always like oh, i don't want to read anything and yeah. i'm always like no, no no i checked ahead of time <laughs> this one's okay spoil anything yeah. for you, you will be okay <laughs> but what but you're right though the, the thing about this movie is once you once the movie starts and gets rolling and you start to understand the concepts of what's going on understand in loose quotes um the what's creepy and crazy about this movie is you literally like you don't know where it's going to go or what's going to happen. Which is pretty rare nowadays. Yeah. Especially for someone like you and me who we just watch a ton of TV and movies. Yeah. So there's a certain point sorry I was trying to suppress That's fine. Um, there's a <laughs> We're certain, drinking beer. It's going to happen. Yeah well but like the whole point is I didn't want it to like to just like blast itself into the listener's <laughs> ear. I just didn't want that to happen because <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. No, you you kind of are able to see where things are going. I mean, like, you'll still be surprised, but it's usually little things, you know, yeah. little plot twists, this mm-hmm. and that. 
it's kind of rare once you get to this point of watching stuff like where I I always had a decent job for being able to tell where a movie was going or a show was going. Yeah. And it's even more enhanced now that I've watched a ton of stuff. Same. Like, there's and so like, few new things you can do. I'll do that all the time. And I'll, like, I'll say, I think this is going to happen. And Kim will be like, how did you know that? <laughs> Which I can see, like, you actually, like, I don't know if you were upset or just wanted me to, like, stop so it didn't, like, I was, like, calling stuff out while we were no, watching I, it. No, yeah, at that point, we were on the same page, and I was just, like, so engrossed by the movie. I was like, I just want to hear and see this and nothing else. See, that's another thing <laughs> is I have a, a, a talent for, and unrelated to that is... Like when I said, because the scene we're, we're still under the guise of spoilers, but towards the end of the movie, that yeah. the time I did it. Oh, I know exactly. I have a good <laughs> sense for nothing is going to happen in the next second. For sure, I will be interrupting, but I can understand you have a simple. Uh, yeah, no, something's going to happen. I'm, I'm all about the build up though, yeah. and like how we get to the scene because I know I knew it's not going. I know it's not going to happen just yet, but I know it's about to happen, and I want to see every little bit between A and B. <laughs> <laughs> and Al, a little more here. <laughs> I shushed you. <laughs> you did. It was a shush. <laughs> and the guy behind us was probably like, what are these clowns doing? The one guy behind us. Yeah. One other... Uh, people I hate. <laughs> one other guy in the theater. Was he Direct one row behind One row behind us. I knew he was, I knew he was in the seat bank behind you know what? I didn't know if it was one or two rows. I would have actually been less annoyed if he was in the same row as us on the end. I, oh, there was just yeah. something it, it was just like alright because, because I just if feel he like, was in the same room like, on the end he would have been less close than where he was that's, yeah. how, that's how I pictured him the whole time <laughs> especially with all this creepy stuff happening in the movie fair uh, but anyway, the movie's the movie's really if you like sci-fi movies if you like interesting guys if you if you haven't seen stories, this yet and you're still listening if you're squeamish this may not be the yeah, movie you want good point which I'm not a huge fan of that stuff in general and this walked very close to the line yeah there was a point in there, like two scenes there's like yeah there's a scene where I'm looking at Al but my eyes are on the screen just because I don't want to look directly at it <laughs> like it was it was gross um, and yeah. um, it's fucked in the head this movie yeah it's creepy if you don't like movies that make you think why are you listening to us right now right well, okay, there's actually, I actually told, said this to you, this was on one of our chats on the way out of the theater, but there's a, if you're a fan of Interstellar, there's a, there's probably something about it that you like, something that I really liked about it, and it is that there's a point in the, point in the movie where you just need to let go and just accept what's going on and just enjoy it. And just like, just like, oh, just accept that this just is what's happening and live in that world for a minute, yeah. right? And that makes it really good. And you have to be able to do that with this movie. Most movies, like... Most good movies, you kind of have to do that anyway. But a lot of movies that... There's different that, levels like they, of suspension. They build it up though, like to the point where you can like you can kind of back, like walk something back and be like, well, I guess they explain it this way. or walk. But this is like... Not only do they not do that in a lot of situations, they don't have to and they can't because this is new. <laughs> like this is not... It's funny. It's a foreign concept, like the whole thing to me. To a certain extent, it's funny. Um, if you've seen the trailers, we're not spoiling anything for you. And I, I'll be careful. I'm not going to say anything spoiled. But if you've seen the trailer, you know that there's an interrogation mm-hmm. from scientists to Natalie Portman's character. And in a lot of ways, those characters are proxy of the audience because yeah. they're asking all these questions and they're not getting satisfying answers. And you can see they're frustrated, but they don't know how to like articulate that. Yeah. And as a viewer, you could feel the same way to a certain extent. I guess we have more info even than sure. they have, so we're probably less frustrated, although you're still not left with all your questions answered. 
mm-hmm. which was it's, kind of an interesting. I, which I I do like that. I like because there's I know that there's there's certain times where that's done and it's a cop out, and you feel like it's because they just didn't know what to do. And then there's certain times where it's done and it's the point. Yeah. And you're well, I guess kind of think about these. You things. could even I guess to a certain extent say that it's a laziness of not even just the movie, but maybe the and maybe the author gives more information. I don't know. It's a two hour movie, so. There's only so much detail you can get into. I don't know how long the book was, but um, this was written. It's a heady fucking like thought experiment. A lot yeah. of this, like, there's not going to be answers because it's not answerable. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> I see now. The more as we're talking about it, I do. I, I know I liked this. It's yeah. Just, no, I don't feel like the movie. It's just going to be a, a little while for you to figure out how much. I got to yeah. sit on this for a while. It'll be easier for me to rewatch because the scenes where I'm like, I mm. genuinely don't know what's coming next. Now that I know what's coming next, I won't be so off. There, there's also like, there's a lot. What I'm more excited to rewatch it for one reason is that there's um, there's a lot of stuff that you notice going on, like once you start to understand the concept of what's happening. The tattoo. You the tattoo. You notice you notice a lot of things happening. I want to go back just to watch and see all of the things that I missed because I'm sure there's plenty. Yeah. And that that'll be cool. I always I like I like that. Um, I also I like the movie. You, I don't know. You know I'm not gonna say that because that's semi spoiler. A um, couple of things to touch on before we get into before we we lift the veil. Uh, I have written down here the art style and the and the tone. So the art style it's just like it's dark and beautiful mm-hmm. at the same time. I don't know if it was you, the line she said in the movie when she said it was like a dream sequence and he said to her nightmarish and she said yeah sometimes but also sometimes beautiful yeah it, it's that's exactly yeah that's the whole it's the whole movie yeah and then I, have you ever played the last of us no so i'm aware of I, the game there, it's funny because i this this topic came up in a in one of the ign podcasts that i listened to recently and it's like um i think it was i think it was justin davis he was like um i enjoyed playing the last of us but it wasn't fun <laughs> right and it, it's but it's a well, I, I get that statement having experienced the story myself like yeah. I love the last of us it's not fun it's an experience <laughs> like and it's it's a good one this a great movie is story. not watched it's experienced yeah <laughs> yeah that's exactly that's exactly actually it. we can talk about that that was one of my notes here and I was going to say to you I told you earlier I said I have something to say about the experience of watching this movie that I'll save for the episode and that's that if for some reason I ever had had a desire to try acid, I won't have to now. <laughs> Watching this movie was doing acid. Yeah. Especially the last, well, the climax of the movie. Sure. Was so... That was the badass trip. <laughs> the, the sounds and sights at that time were so overwhelming and hard to interpret and like just figure out what... Is happening like yeah. That's why I picked this beer, not <laughs> having any. I brought. I've been bringing a, a sampling of beers to Anthony when we do get together because it's hard for us to get on the same page all the time. So I bring yeah. him a whole bunch of beers, like one of each, so that we'll have the same beer to go on for episodes. Um, but I just I was thinking about it as we right after we watched the movie, and I was like, I brought you Focal Banger. That's the one we should do for this episode. And Anthony may not even know what the title of this episode is yet while we're recording it. I've already written it That's down. Great. 
Uh, the audience, if you are listening, you know the title <laughs> at this moment in time. Anthony's not aware of what the title I'm is. I'm excited. And do you want to give it to you now, or do you want to be surprised? No, I'll later? wait until... Uh, there'll just be like a cackle of laughter, probably, after I <laughs> when I open up the article before I put the video, the uh, the audio track. Fly and blind, I respect it. <laughs> but yeah, this movie is a trip. Yeah. I, if you can... Uh, I do think that you need the disclaimer that you mentioned before. The... There is a couple of really gruesome things that happen in there, and normally I, I would be just I wouldn't even mention it. I'd be like, ah, it's one scene, don't worry about it. But it was a little intense. Yeah. So there's there's that disclaimer. There's the disclaimer of if you aren't prepared to just go with it, you're not. If you're, you're not, not ready to like immerse it. yourself in this movie, it's not for you. Right. And if you maybe if you turn the volume it, down if you're not watching it in theaters. <laughs> That one scene was it was too much. Yeah, I mean there's a there's a bunch of times where like <laughs> the audio spiked pretty high. Yeah, but if we take that as it's a ten, just, it's like calm it down. At that most. one thing in the beginning was like a fifteen on a scale right. of one to ten, and yeah. it was just that one scene, and I was like, that doesn't need to happen again. No, <laughs> and it was at like it was in a scene that was like super intense visually as well. Right, and like the audio like literally put me back in my seat. Yeah, well it didn't totally <laughs> bang me. It audiologically banged me like. I, so yeah, the perfect beer oh for this God. episode. That is great. Uh, but yeah, and also, if you enjoy thinking while watching, like I, I'm the type of person that will watch the movie and I don't want any other distractions, which is also why I shushed out. Like I don't want, I, like... It was a quiet moment. There's a, yes, there's a time where I just want to focus. Um, if you're into that, this is this is a good one. Hey Josh, you're probably listening now because I'm going to tell you to go watch this movie and go listen. So, hey Josh. <laughs> Hi Josh. <laughs> By the way, thanks for not bringing me beer. Kevin did. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> moving. On. They were there together. What's that? They were in Vermont together. Oh, Kevin, okay. Kevin brought me this beer and Josh didn't. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah, he's not going to listen. <laughs> <laughs> Say good night, Kevin. Good night, Kevin. Uh, Shall we lift the veil? Sure. All right. The veil is lifted. Go see this movie if you're, uh, again, if you're not too, too squeamish. Um, get it going ahead. Uh, the, I just, I, I don't, I'm trying not to jump to the end because there's one really funny thing that I want to talk about. Uh, but what, can we talk a, a little bit about plot holes up front? Because I think this will be a little funny conversation. Okay. Uh, so I mentioned this one to you on the way out of the theater. There's a couple things that I had that wrong with this. One the the ground zero for this is a is a lighthouse and we decide to walk miles to get to it rather than take a well i'm a little unclear of just how far they had to walk it was six days wasn't it <laughs> no three days it was four months no no it wasn't i think there was like a whole time screw up refraction thing there no was it really that long it was, they perceived it as six days. That was the whole thing is the, the scientist said, Oh, and how long did you think you were in there for? And she said, I don't know, days, weeks. Mm-hmm. And he said it was four months. He said, no, you know. had two weeks of rations. You were in there for four months. Okay. So either way, I feel like this proves my point even more. The, it's coming out like a But the thing is, circle. they didn't have months of walking to do. If you looked at the map, now admittedly there's no scale, so it's hard to tell. Sure. But remember, the the, the days the days that they were sighting when they were walking, it was like, oh, it's a couple more hours walk to Lighthouse. Oh, right. Two hours walk to Lighthouse is not that far. No. Through woods, it's uh, like five miles. Still like, still fine. But it was a circle. So... Well, it was a amorphous blob. Whatever. If they were to take a boat along the coast, 
They still would have had to travel through it. It would have been safer. (laughs) Unless a giant crazy ass shark similar to the alligator came out and destroyed them. Yeah. Things. Some shark to us. I wasn't even thinking. They've actually made a scenario where that could be a thing. But if you, did, <laughs> That's if you look at the map, you're about. right. It did extend to more over land, but it yeah. was extending into the ocean. It was. Well. It was. But I feel like it would well, have been easier for them to just, just straight on well, get, get figured, right to it. We keep sending people in. They can't walk through. It's probably going to be dangerous to ship as well. Also, it wouldn't have been one ship. How many crews they send in there? Just try once. Try a different approach. I want to know what other approaches they had. You did they try I, to? Did they parachute in? You know what I had. Why not try that? You know what I had trouble with. Three years? Yeah. No one knew this was going on? Yeah. Like, they knew. But, like, if a section of the U.S. had an expanding section of... Shimmer. Anomaly. <laughs> right. They didn't know what it was. Like, end up calling it the Shimmer one. But if there's some anomaly that was causing people to be evacuated... I mean, I understand some of it was a nature preserve, there's a military... Where, where's their military bases and nature preserves right next to each other? I don't Did they off all the people that live there? No, they evacuated them, they said. Although some of them clearly weren't evacuated mm. because I'm pretty sure those plant people were not only plants. No, they were. No, because Tessa Thompson became one. Good point. Up until that moment, I thought it was just the explanation she Good gave about refractions. point. But then they walked through that woods and there was, there was a whole more of neighborhood of them and there was like families and she was just gone, mm. which means she was one of the plants. Yeah, that's people. uncomfortable. Yes. Also means that she burst into flames later on. I mean, she accepted... It was weird. Did, did her acceptance accelerate her death? Huh. Because everyone else was fighting. No. <clears throat> did she cut herself again? That's what I, That was the impression that I got. Well, we never saw any blood. No. But I don't know how long she was sitting out there. No, but but if you watch... Did they, just, they show it beforehand? When she's kneeling there, it looks like she's, like, meditating. Yeah. And when Lena comes over to her and starts talking to her, we should try and use the character's name. Sure. we end up going back and forth. And I yeah. Well, at this point, you should probably have seen the movie, so let's just go. When Lena comes up to her and starts talking to her, you don't notice anything physically wrong with her. But as she starts her soliloquy towards the end of that scene, you look down, she has on her forearm sprouts and buds of flowers mm-hmm. growing. And then she gets up and starts walking away, and you see some on her arms. Yeah. But when the beginning of that scene happened, there was none on her back of her arms. That's true. And then as she keeps walking farther away, it's covering her whole arms, and then she gets through the clearing, and she's just gone. Yeah, that is weird. So it accelerated, and that's why I was wondering if she had an element of control, or if her acceptance accelerated it, because everyone else was fighting it the whole time, and their changes were happening very slowly. Yeah. But she seemed to have accepted at this point, like, this is what's going to happen, it's my time, and then she's just gone. Yeah. You know? Very weird. I'm curious. I don't know. Which is fine. I'm okay with not knowing that. It's yeah. just a, it's just another interesting... But it was a little confusing plot-wise. Cause, well, because it didn't seem like Kane was gone for a year, but he's gone for a year. Right. They said... She said she perceived them being... Her being gone for a week or so, and she was gone for four months. Now, admittedly, on the front end, we already knew that that timeline was going to be screwy, because three days happened, and it seemed like she blinked. Right. Which, that was... I have a whole like note about like that. We can get into that after, um, if you want to keep talking about plot stuff. Because another one we had mentioned right before we started the show was the idea of uh, Doctor Ventress having cancer. That was a weird one. Yeah, I guess it wasn't a super important plot hole, but it seemed like a little. One. It did actually more like the, a plot convenience. In, a in plot the hole. end, the her having cancer didn't seem relevant because I 
I know at that what what they were kind of getting at, and which they did for each character, was give them a reason as to why it was why they were willing to go into this thing. Mm-hmm. And I much preferred the reason that she was willing to. They go didn't into just that. apply; they flat out stated it. The yeah. shepherd basically said everyone has their reason, right? But like I, I was much happier with the reason that she was going in, it being that she feels responsible that all of these other people have gone in and died. It was a combination of the two, right? I feel responsible, and my last living act will be to fix this. Yeah, uh, which is I, which I guess is fine. I like the more tormented version of it. For <laughs> it's a twisted thing to say, but I like. I, I don't know the the cancer thing. It just seemed like a weird tie. It almost seems like there's there might be more to that in if if the book goes in a similar direction. It was just confusing because you could tell there was something going on with her, but right. not that. And like Natalie, it would make Lena sense that she was like, "Oh, she had cancer." Yeah, and I mean, I guess it would make sense. she studies cancer, so it might make sense that she would she would have picked she up doesn't on have cancer radar. No, I know, but like she might know of like she might have any sort of um, background on like psychological responses to it. Um, Maybe, but. Well, that would have made more sense if it was the other way around, and the psychologist was the one who figured it out. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, the thing is, it just didn't seem necessary. I mean, I think it worked. It was fine. It was just not... I just didn't like the reveal of it. It didn't make sense. Because like, they didn't actually hint at it, even though she's like, I guessed it. It's like, right. You guessed it based on what? Because usually when you do that sort of thing in a movie, you leave something for the audience to guess at as well. Sure. I didn't but I, see yeah, that what I was What I was wondering is, okay, oh, okay, I wonder if this is going to... It's going to play into it more. I thought maybe, okay, maybe this is going to be a really weird thing where she's also going to get out, but she doesn't. We know that early on. Um, and well, yeah, if you're paying maybe, attention, you realize everyone's dead or presumed. Or gone. Uh, but, like, I always thought maybe it had an interesting effect on her cancer while she was in there, which could have been a really weird and cool plot line. It was freaky when she walks in and her eyes are just... What? Was that about? <laughs> but then they weren't gone when she yeah. turned around. She had like a mooshed face. Yes. And then she didn't well, the worst part is, did you notice it when you first saw her? When you very first see her, yeah. she's going into the cave. You, can, you can't you can see the mush. But yeah. You can tell there's something wrong with her face. Yeah. Like they purposely shadow it so you can't see. But yeah. like, her profile is wrong. I don't I don't know what that was about. Well, was it, it the start of it happening? No, I think it was supposed to be some sort of symbolic or allegorical thing because... It was basically because you think when she's talking about like trying to perceive what it wants and what its desire is and whether it has desire, and she says, "I can't see," and that was what it was. She couldn't see, and I think mm-hmm. it was supposed to be symbolic, like the wool being colored, co- pulled over her eyes, type of thing. Right. Interesting. That um, was just freaky. Like that was weird. But uh, okay, so continuing on plot holes, I think I have. There's one more that I had that I mentioned to you earlier today. At the end, when the phosphorus grenade goes off and it catches the humanoid, and then it like spreads to the rest of this thing and mm-hmm. sets all of those things on fire because it had the chain reaction because it's all connected in some way or the other. Um, I expected like it. I would think that Natalie Portman would also. Lena, Lena, was Lena. Her name? I think Lena would also burst because she's got her cells are mutated by the same. I guess so thing it's just it's just odd to me well but I, the thing is she was changing but she wasn't a part of the construct interesting right because everything okay. you saw burned down was connected via those tendrils that's fair you know that's fair question does plant lady get connected and did she incinerate plant lady being v- was it vera no vera no that that Josie? Something with a v. didn't it was a v Tessa Thompson? No. Josie Reddick? Reddick. 
Oh, I got the V from Doctor Ventress. Maybe, but different characters. But she became a, a tree. I, I would imagine she became a flower. Tree. Person. She seemed to become. She turned into flower power, and <laughs> she. I would imagine at some point she probably you know her roots probably set in. Yes. No, I think they all died. Okay, so she got set in place. Yes, yeah. I would imagine so. They didn't show it because it was a different area of the reach. Okay. I guess that's fine. I guess the. So, this is a weird cleanup job because then that means all of the mutant animals are still alive. I would think they're probably dead. I don't know why. Because they fully changed? Maybe they were still changing. Maybe they are still alive. I don't think they fully changed. I hope, well, I hope now without the shimmer and the, like driving them insane and possibly messing with their mind. I hope that team. Why is this bear in. yelling at me with a human's voice? <laughs> that was disturbing. That was truly. It was the disturbing. worst. <laughs> that was. I I can't remember a, a recent time where I've been more uncomfortable in a movie. But it's like several times in this movie, too. Yeah. Because I guess if we want to get into that part, that was what I was. Yeah, let's go to just it. Before. Um, when I said this movie is an experience, I experienced along with them the disorientation yeah. of when they first wake up after they've gone through the shimmer, which was uh, nicely alluded to earlier on. Yeah, mm-hmm. with with that when they woke up, they're like, "I'm," she's like, "I'm disoriented." She's yes. like, "Yeah, we all are." And then, and then like thirty minutes later, you're like, "Yep, me too." <laughs> no, I was in that moment. I went through the panic that um, Shepard went through at the same time uh-huh. because, well, all of them, I guess, because they each had a, a piece of it where. She's like, I don't remember going to sleep. And they're like, yeah, do you remember going, like, setting up camp? None of us do. She's like, last thing I remember was walking through the tree line. Uh, and they're like, yeah, we, it's a good thing you woke up. We've been uh, pooling our resources. And we've eaten three days worth of food. Yeah. And no one remembers anything that's what happened. Was, wait, what was that about, though? What was that disorientation <sighs> about? I, I imagine going into whatever. Because remember she was saying... About the refraction of the radio waves and the magnetivity yeah. and all that. Your sort of brain stuff. got all scrambled. Yeah, the and also it's clearly it's influencing them. It reminded me a little bit, to a certain extent, for the thirtieth time, um, something from Mass Effect. And I know you played the first one, and the whole idea of Reapers being able to just influence the mind and the radio waves and the all those sorts of like the radio, the radiation that. The, like changing the way our mental chemistry works and uh-huh. stuff like that, because um, it just it wiped their memories. So weird. And I remember, like, as I was watching this, I'm like, okay, radio communications are going, which they probably knew ahead of time because they were, and that's what she said. We we spend radio silence every yeah. time we send a crew in. Like, this can't be a surprise to you. She pulls out the compass, but it doesn't work. And then they're talking a few minutes later, and it's like, we'll just head south. And my first thought was, how are they going to know where south is? Right. Because at this point in this world, I'm like, okay, so we can't use a compass because the the mag the the magnetic waves are moving in a way that are affecting the compass. And you know, she says, "Come on, use your head. You know, you put your hand up. You know, go face this way toward the sun. This is the way you know that south is." And in my mind, I'm like, I can't trust anything else that's happening. Why would I trust that the sun is actually right. in the east that's, or west? And that's interesting that you say that because I went through a little mini like panic thing where I'm like. Oh my god, how would you? Like, not right, like I right. know I'm not in it, but, but I'm, you, I'm just picturing myself being in there. I'm like, how would you figure it out? All yeah. the little things that they they teach people how to do land navigation on, how would you believe any of it in this right. place if you can't believe the simple fundamental well, well, things? And that's funny because, like, we learn what maybe three quarters of the way, almost maybe two thirds through the movie of that 
about the refraction. Yeah. Right? So, and she mentions that the radio waves are scrambled because they are refracted. Yeah. Wouldn't the light have been refracted as well? That's what I've been so, wondering yeah, this so whole time. I, that, I, I wonder if like... How would you know a, what up or down, yeah, left, in right, like a, In a six-hour like... version of this movie, they go the wrong way for like days. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure that explains why it took four months for them to do it. Right. You know? Well, or maybe really, it was, that's really interesting. Maybe the whole idea of time. I mean, the way that refraction works like that in that way, like if you take a, a crystal or like if you take a prism and you have light and you put light through it and it comes out as colors, it's because the light waves literally are slowed down in that medium and that's where they come out in different colors. Sure. Um, for anyone who doesn't know how prisms work, it could be the same thing where they're literally moving through like the way you would move through a viscous material where like if you're like walking through molasses, like yeah. if this affects them at the molecular level, which it is, would it not be slowing their movement and thoughts and all those things that they were, they perceived it as six days because that's how it felt to them moving through at that pace. That's crazy. Like the way that like fast and like relativistic travel works, like, and like in theorized interstellar travel. Like this, I don't know. This is, that's what I love about this. It's like thinking about these things. Like this is a movie that's going to have a. We'll be talking about this long after this episode ends, I'm sure, and like we'll be checking, probably checking in on it. There's going to be like random epiphanies, I'm sure, like throughout time where we'll be like, oh, you know, let's bring that back up on an yeah. episode. Uh, the what did you think? I, I, there was an interesting thing with the characters that I really, I, I kind of liked. So each character has, and this is based on. We, it, this all kind of unfolds in that whole scenario of finding out like this is like each person has a reason why it's kind of like okay that they're in here or like why they would have volunteered to come in what here. What type of person volunteers? They to this each, mission? yeah, and they each have they each have a deep backstory that you get a little bit of, but it's enough. Yeah, and that's really cool, With and that's really well one done. One person, and that was like kind of the one thing that irritated me. Well, Which one? two, one and a half people. Um, I. Really thought they underused Tessa Thompson. And I guess part of the reason that I felt that way was just because I like her a lot as an actress. Okay. Well, what else is she in? She was in Thor Ragnarok. Oh, She was Valkyrie. Yeah. Okay. And she's also in Westworld. Mm, Yeah, I don't know. What, I maybe not gotten that far? Or is she in? Did you not finish the show? No, I didn't finish it. Oh. I'm only like two or three episodes into it. Oh, you know, we I honestly, I honestly have to point. restart the show. I thought you would watch the whole show. No, I really want to see no, it. No, she, she I... comes uh, up like halfway through the show and then she's oh, okay. for like the rest of it. Okay. Sorry, I, I thought you had finished that show for some reason. Oh, she was really good in Thor. Yeah. I forgot about that. I didn't even realize it was that's who that was. Yeah. Very cool. It was funny because she's playing a completely different character and then she's playing kind of like a damaged, like, yeah. meek physicist and in that she's playing a alcoholic badass warrior <laughs> it's, it's interesting but those just all the characters i feel like the characters work really well together um but the other one obviously being shepherd because she's removed from the story pretty early on yeah yeah very soon but i it's there's something about like the fact that it, her and lena start to bond and then that like the, the only person that she's really bonding with is then taken away and it's like it just throws the whole thing even to even more disarray for her, which is just like it's true. It's funny because the person she was closest with was the doctor, but you never really got the idea that either of them liked each other, right? Uh, but they understood each other, sure. So they had a bond of their own. It's just a different sort. Like you can mm-hmm. see that she genuinely liked. I keep forgetting. Is it Julie? Josie. Which one? Josie. Oh, that was the doctor. No, that was uh... Josie Rannick. 
Tessa Thompson. Oh, Tessa, yeah. I don't know. I, I honestly, uh, they, they only mentioned last names, didn't they, throughout the movie? Um, I don't I actually don't think they ever said a first name. They, except for Lena. Lena and Josie, they said. They said no, Josie? actually, no, all of them. They, they said all their first names. Oh, no, you know what? Because you know, the well, they kept just calling her Anya. But in the beginning, when he's asking about each of the people, he says Thornton, and I didn't know who he was talking oh, about. Because at that point, we hadn't met any of the characters, and he said Shepard Thornton, and I thought Shepard Thornton was a person for the first, oh. for the next couple minutes. That's that's really funny. <laughs> it's like who the shit is Shepard Thornton? <laughs> and then they talk to her later. She's Cat Shepard because remember she kept screaming Cass when she getting dragged away. Oh, okay, okay, I do remember. That. I didn't I realize. I, I eventually figured out that Anya was Thornton because they didn't call her Thornton; they only called her Anya because less yeah. syllables. But then Dr. Ventures never had a first name. She's just Ventures. Yeah. Yeah. She sucks. Um, <laughs> she, yeah, it's a, it's a funny what thing. What about like, her socks, Anthony? Uh, her face. Uh, <laughs> no, from the minute she's on screen, like, I don't like you. Yeah. And, but then you, I, I think that maybe that's where the cancer aspect came in to give you, no, to give you a reason why, like, you're, like, she's, she seems very disconnected mm-hmm. from what, like, from the other human in the room. And, like I'm like, oh, this one's like this one's a bitch. Oh. Like, and that's how I feel. Like felt until that dropped. I was like, oh, okay, maybe that's the reason. But at the same time, it's just like, but then, but then that didn't really. If that's the case, that didn't really. I feel didn't play further into the movie at all. So I, don't know, I, I mean, like, I feel like it's pretty easy to figure, figure out why she's bitchy and disconnected. Three years of existential dread and cancer. I know. I get. Well, the cancer. Yeah, again, the cancer. <laughs> the existential dread is a pretty easy reason. It, it, it is, but. The thing is, to a degree, she needs help from this person. And I don't care. Like, I don't care what you're hung up on, like, with this existential drift. I don't care. You need this person's help. Stop being... You're not going to get it. You're wasting time. It, just explain the situation, because you're going to have to anyway. This thing, if you don't figure it out, we're all dead. <laughs> so why don't you just and that's explain... And what's playing in the psychology of her being a bitch is because she doesn't know how to answer these questions. Yeah. Existential dread. <laughs> She's just, she was just brutal. Sure, she was, but I, at least I, I felt like I got a handle on it earlier. Mm. Yeah, uh, also, let me, let me just... And on top of that, I I get <laughs> I get why the character is like that. I just hate her. <laughs> like, like, I mean, I wasn't even fan of her. I was gonna say I don't want you to think this person's not a good character. I actually think she was actually a really good actor too. What's her name? Jennifer Jason Lee. I, I just the, she's been in a lot of things. Not, was, not a lot of things I've seen, but I'm aware. I was aware of her before this. Yeah, I have seen. Although her I didn't realize like that's who it was. Like I saw her and I was like, she looks familiar. When I saw the name, I was like, oh. Okay. I actually really liked the cast. Good cast. I thought they they the chemistry between them throughout like the, the, these four women that are going through five. that are Yep, five, Sh- well, Shepard died. One, sorry, one, one of them left us really soon. Yeah, I mean, you know the thing is though, it wasn't really that soon. It was soon. It wasn't? Well you you get like I don't know, you get about twenty minutes before they kinda meet, and then you get about twenty five ish minutes. Still a pretty good hunk of the movie. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um it's one scene. Sorry, it's like the funny. middle third of the movie. It's, it's kind of funny to me, and also terrible. Um, after they cut the guy open, <laughs> which is the scene that we were we were dancing around before the uh, spoiler scenario. Oh, you mean the guy with snake intestines? Yeah, the intestines that move. <laughs> Trick of the light. Um, that that like not only did it walk up to the very edge of the line, it even like dipped its toe over the line mm-hmm. for like how far I wanted to see that mm-hmm. go. It made me uncomfortable. F so a lot. I 
Actually, let's, you know what? Let's just before we get to this part that I'm talking about, let's break down that whole thing. So we got this whole scene right where they they find the ca- they find this the sand disc or the uh, the memory that's 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 like a, a brand name. I don't like when I do that. We find the memory. Like a Kleenex or Yeah. Like... Oh, we find that. Oh, although honestly, I'm never gonna say medical adhesive strip. <laughs> Bandage. <laughs> Bandage is fine. Uh, <laughs> you, so we, they find the uh, the memory card. They they watch the video. There's. We see two videos. I think in one of the trailers at one point, you actually not only see the crazy found footage, you see him getting ready to hack him open, and I genuinely... I think in one of the trailers, I knew that he was about to cut him open. I just oh. don't know why. Oh, you know what? I think you're right, and I kind of... That's actually funny. This this movie pulled a little bit of a bait and switch because I thought there was going to be these things that were inside the Shimmer that were, like, attacking people and... Well, there was. There was... Crazy bear, no, but like albino croc. But I meant like a snake intestine, almost like a an alien species that is just there, like or something like that. That is, yes, there's multiple of them, and they're doing this thing, like a predator. But it wasn't. Thing, like it, it was. It was just, which actually kind of makes it really. I feel even more unique. Yeah, you know, but oh, but that scene. So yeah, so they they go through this whole thing. That scene, I like the the two. Like video diaries that we get. It was cool. That we get because that was. It was a cool way to show to use that device because a lot yeah. of times it's either overused or used in the wrong way. This mm-hmm. was probably the right way because we go through the same thing as the audience. Yeah. Like as like the people who are like the audience itself goes through the same thing that the people watching the found footage are going through. But at the same time, we're just as interested to see what their reaction to it is, which yeah. isn't always the case when you see that in a movie. It, it, did it just get really dark? <laughs> <laughs> that was creepy. Uh, so, okay. And now we got lighting. <laughs> I mean, it the cloud and it went over the sun. I know, it's not that, that hard was, to figure out. I know, but it was really, it was intense. <laughs> it was like nighttime, daytime. <laughs> um, so we get... Harvey so face. And, Harvey face. <laughs> scary face. <laughs> so we get the, they, they find the video footage and then I almost puke. And then they... They pull away from the video camera, and um, the one girl is just trying to dismiss it because her brain can't comprehend it, which I get. Doesn't want to. Yeah, she doesn't want to. Yeah, yeah. And then we realize Lena's gone. <laughs> she's run away. At this point, she's talk- she's thinking and to herself. No, Dr. Ventress walked away. No, no, Lena was not in the scene anymore. Go back and watch it. She, she, at some point, she must have walked away because when they pull back well, out, Doctor Ventures is the one who figures out, right, where, based on that where, scene, where, where they were. Which, right, and so she's off the side, and then, and then the doc runs down the hall, and you're like, I knew exactly what she was doing. Like I was, I was actually excited. I was like, oh, we're gonna, we're, see, we're gonna yeah. go, we're gonna go find him. We're gonna go see about this guy. <laughs> and then they all like, oh, where's she going? And I just follow like, you know, where's she going? And they get into the pool, and you see the pool tiles. I'm like, this is gonna be weird. And then as you see it, it's like, oh, it's weird. It's weird. It's so weird. I was so ready for them to be attacked by like a zombie, a snake, a snake intestine monster. Right. And that's it. Right. Yeah, because at that point, you st- you still have no clue what's going on. Yeah. At that point, it could have just been creepy intestines, or it could have been snakes. Right. Until we we know now that it's that he's mute, he like his and cells are mutating and moving. But that weird, funky, moldy tableau to be just snakes. Yeah. Like a la like the Fellowship of the Ring when the watcher grabs them from out of the lake. Uh-huh. Like yeah. <laughs> But like that that was really creepy and what's even like it was again, it was pretty because of all the colors, but then when you look at what's actually there, it's like how did he get so tall? Oh, 
He like yeah, he like expanded from the inside. Like there was clearly a separation because yeah. you see his normal legs yeah. like weirdly like ninety degree angle out from the wall. And then like some spine and then like upper torso was up there and then still the skull up above that. Yeah, and then the jaw. It's like fifteen it's like it. fifteen feet tall. Oh, yeah. that, really was, that was really creepy. And it but so this is where this was all was leading. This is probably one of the funnier moments, even though it wasn't meant to be funny. Um she grabs a knife. Well, she grabs a knife, but she also goes, I don't want to stay here tonight. I'm like, yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we look forward to walking out of here at 12.30 p.m. and it being so sunny. And <laughs> there's going to be cars and it's going to be normal and there's not going to be trees around me. Right. I'm really glad this is not a drive-in theater right now. <laughs> well, yeah, that was, oh man. But that, yeah, that was that was a really creepy scene. But then we, and like that's, that's the second weird thing we see, right? Aside from all the, the like the, the foliage. Like we see the we see the alligator, mm-hmm. then we see the inti- weird, well, honestly. then we see the intestine. Well, no, the alligator was weird. It wasn't that weird. When it still the, looked like an alligator. But when the alligator's mouth opened, yeah, there was something going on down the. There was like right? a like a circle of teeth. It but almost st- looked like a sarlacc pit. You know what? On a scale of one to ten, as far as this movie goes, that was like a two. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. So we got that. Then we got this. Uh, we got the you know the whole moving intestines thing, which we thought were snakes, and then we got the this exploded man. And then we get bear, and we only see the bear for a split second. Scream at this bear. It's not scream bear at this point, which is what's also. I was also so really sure creepy. it was a giant wolf at the first. I yeah, I thought it was a dinosaur. Just so <laughs> I'm glad that it turned out that it was just a bear. <laughs> but uh, that bear was creepy. That bear, though. Let's talk about the bear. You want to know what, how I want to talk about that bear? Dad. You know what my note says? What? Fuck that bear. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, when when she hears the scream from outside, I know it's not. Actually, here's what I thought. I knew it, I knew it wasn't going to be good. I thought she was back. So did I. Like zombified. Like a zombie. Some sort of right. thing. We're like, some sort of freak monster where we were going to get like one of those like, oh god, please help me, as she's like, almost like werewolfing and like, right. ready to come and Yeah, like with like, like, like her head, she's like nearly headless neck. Like her head is Something like, like that. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> she was bit in the throat earlier. Yeah, I didn't expect it to be a bear and... Doing that, although there's pressing for that in a movie I've seen actually. Now I'm oh, yeah? thinking about it. Have you ever seen? It's not really a great movie. <laughs> You're selling it real well. It's a horror movie with a we- couple of weird, like, oh, I've seen that guy in one thing before. Like, remember the X Men movies, like the like the original trilogy X Men. Yes. Yeah. Or Iceman. Yeah. He plays like a like a hippie stoner. Hippie stoner. Yeah, it's weird. Wasn't Iceman? Played by Mike in the following. Yes. I've got you watch that show. You didn't f- watch the last season. No, I think I watched like two. How many seasons were there? It was there? three. Yeah, I think You I saw the first two. I remember us talking about the third season. Yeah. And you were asking me about it because you never actually got around to watch yeah, it. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, so yeah, it's a movie about these like kids, like college kids who go on like this like tourism thing. And I'm sorry, on, what was it called? Uh, the thing is called The Ruins. Okay. They're going to like Mexico and they're going to like. I actually remember seeing a trailer. Mayan this. or Aztec ruins or something yeah. like that. And the ruins are populated by this really smart, terrifying carnivorous plant. Okay. And the locals who live in the area, they think like the locals are the ones killing people. And they've killed a few of them, 
but not maliciously. It's because the plant does like spores and stuff like that, and they know if anyone gets into these ruins and goes out, it's gonna carry the plant elsewhere. Uh. So they kill the people to keep them from spreading the plant and having it take over the world. Jesus, that's and creepy. It's actually a pretty unsettling movie. Yeah. Um, even though some of the CGI is questionable, some of it's not. And there's some fucked up shit that happens in that movie, including like plants disassembling someone and eating it yeah. at one point. Yep, that wasn't great. Um, <laughs> things have been but one of the things was like they had a cell phone and they were trying to use it and they had spotty service because this was like 2005 in Mexico. So, you know, and movies about that probably aren't great with dealing with that situation either. But they lose the cell phone. It falls down into the ruin at one point, And then they hear the phone ringing. And they're like, oh, let's go get the phone. But it wasn't the phone ringing. It was the, f- the plant, plant mimicking, it. mimicking ah! the phone to lure them into the ruin. Oh, my God. And that, I'm only just realizing. I didn't think about it back when we were watching the movie or afterwards. It was oh, just as we were talking about it right now that it reminded me, like, oh, my God, I've seen something almost as horrifying. Like, I've seen this before, too. Sarah Connor. The T-1000 imitates Sarah That's Connor. different. Shapeshifting is not the same thing. You've seen that a million times. All right. But, uh, so, yeah, so the, the bear... Artificial intelligence, man. The bear, is mim- <laughs> the bear is mimicking her voice, which... Her screams for her, help. Her scream, which was the worst part about mm-hmm. it, is because... You know what's... Okay, there's... It's funny because that was the most disturbing thing to me until the next thing, <laughs> which... So the bear comes in the room. Well, the funny thing is... Screaming. Yes. And then turns the corner. After, after, and Anya ran out after, and she screamed and stopped making noise. Right. So there was silence. Screams. Huh? Is that you? Then Runs outside. Footsteps. Screams. Silence. Creepy footsteps. Bear turns the corner. Human eye. I know you didn't see it. But the bear has a, has a human's eye. It's just gigantic. I was more focused on the... Like spectral skeleton nature of its head, like where it was like they kept calling it a bear, and I was like, "But is it?" It was bear? like a bear and human head like merged together. Yeah, because it, it was, was weird, really, really creepy. And, and one eye focused was there. on the structure of the head than the eye. It made me so uncomfortable. Though. I everything and about then it and then it looked right at um, what was that her name twelve times already? Lena Reddick, Josie Reddick, Reddick, and. Screamed in her face. Yep. And it, I was like, nope. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with the scene. Done. Let's, yeah. <laughs> so, like, let's let's fast forward two minutes to the point where we, where whoever else dies, dies, and we've killed this thing. Because this scene is terrifying. <laughs> she finally found her steel in that moment, though. She fucked that bear up. Yeah. yeah in did. that moment, we were all her. And then she became the planet. She became one, she of, the one of the trees. She does a lot of work with breezes. <laughs> well, the thing I was confused about, like, the one thing I was confused about with that whole situation was I thought it was mocking them with the scream that it was using it to hunt because it seemed to be their reaction to it was what caused it to attack or not because it was circling them for a while and not doing anything uh-huh. and that's why she said don't react because obviously the reason it fucked up Anya was because she went out there to go kill it yeah um but what they were talking about it after she said the last things it heard was her screams and that lived on through it yeah and I was like oh I mean I, I guess I could understand that too from her, the whole uh, the whole hypothesis of refraction and everything like that but to me I thought it was nope bear apex predator it's learning how to hunt, and it's hunting by using your fear. Yeah. 
Like, I thought that was a calculated, horrifying, terrible thing. The third most unsettling part of that scene was where it just had its mouth on her shoulder, and I was like, oh, it's going to rip her arm right off. (laughs) So the funny thing is, I almost laughed during that, which was weird, considering how disturbed I was what was going on, Uh, um, because it was not all that different from what Dominic's puppy does to me. (laughs) In which it just sits there, and then slowly decides he's going to try and bite me. And he just... He's a little guy. Yeah. And he just tries to put his mouth around my gigantic forearm. Uh-huh. And just sits there because he's like... I can almost hear the wheels turning in his head where it's like... I really want to bite you. But I can't actually close my mouth around your arm. <laughs> like, not even around half of your arm. <laughs> and I keep wondering, why do you keep trying, dude? Because... My forearm is way bigger than your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh my God. that creepy bear has to go, man. And then they, well, it, she, it, it got she, got. she murder balled that bear. It got got. <laughs> it did by all the bullets. Yeah, and, then, never it, and then it was like, ah, and then it fell over. Yeah. It took a while to die. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Kudos to you, Bear, but yeah. also go fuck yourself. And then, so we get that, and then uh, Reddick becomes one with the planet, and then the then they were like pacing jumps a little she bit. She became Captain Planet. Mm. <laughs> Worst. <laughs> and then the pacing picks up a little bit so that we can end the movie, which is I feel like it's, it's funny because I feel like that's what happened with the at that point. In the yeah, movie. The, the majority. They were like, you know what? Let's let's wrap a this slow up. Slow burn, but it was like at this point, let's get going. Yeah, be like, you get it, you get it. Everything's weird. We're good because it's. Because you need to know that everything's weird before we jump into what's happening next. And because like, we're going to literally... Let's go. <laughs> you think you're watching a movie, but no. You've just been so distracted by the hor- horrifying things that have been going on that while you're doing that, someone's been sneaking around, injecting you with acid, and it's about to go, <laughs> now. <laughs> so, so we finally get to the lighthouse. And in the lighthouse, you would, I'm so glad that you the had exact the same, same reaction. exact thought that I had. So she opens the door to the lighthouse and there's a person who is charred, charred and there's just what looks like like a fireball hit him and there's just and there's a soot hole, all around. And there's a hole in the wall and a hole in the floor and it's like we and both have like, the same exact thought. Damn, you were in the wrong place at the wrong time. That, that dude got head. melted by that guy. Yeah, it, it, so it seems like that guy was sitting there and the thing that landed early on in the movie that went through the lighthouse flash, went through the lighthouse fire. into his face. Yeah. Uh, which we learned quickly is not the case, which made it like even better, which was just like, whoa. So as that's happening and the, the, uh, the video, when uh, Lena's watching the videotape and I see him doing it. In case I, you guys were wondering earlier, this is the point when Anthony shushed me. Because, I, yeah, that's right. Because me. as soon as she put it on, I was like, oh no, because I knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah. So I, because you know, you see all the other military gear too. So I'm expecting very similar results. Um, so he's... It's funny because he's... It's almost as if he's hes there talking. Now, at this point, did you expect there to be somebody behind the camera? Oh, yeah. Okay, I didn't, which I really liked. Because I... The, the way that it plays out... No, that's why I, I owned it. Because it wasn't just that I knew that was Kane. I knew that from the beginning... Well, I didn't know at the beginning. But from the second I saw the camera, I realized... It wasn't Kane who came out of the Shimmer. I didn't need to see the whole video. Mm-hmm. The only thing I didn't know was what exactly it was that went out there. Right. That was the only thing I needed to still figure out. But so, I, all I knew was it was not Kane. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I got that. 
I didn't know though that what's for me is more of like the, the micro view of this it, of the fact that this other things in the room at this time, which I didn't know going into it. So well, I, like, I basically in that moment narrowed it down to one of two things. We kept talking about refraction, uh, and when Kane came out, he said, "I recognized you." I was down to two things. One, it's some sort of alien life form that's mimicking him, which is what right. ultimately ends up happening. Or two, the idea of refraction. If one of the other members of the squad, if that like moment refracted onto him, yeah. that was the only thing I was down between. Yeah. But whatever it was, I knew that there was someone else there, and then at that moment, I, yeah, I definitely didn't know somebody else was there. Like I, I had similar thoughts as to what had, like that it wasn't him outside and all that stuff. But so like what, so that's why it really, I really got me this scene because he's there and he's talking, and it's 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 set up and it's shot really well because it's he's talking what to the camera yes and he's talking to whoever's gonna watch the video until he says tell lena and i'm like what's happening because his eyes also shift to the side just ever so slightly where he's not looking at the camera anymore and i'm like oh. <laughs> and then, he, he, then he kills himself and then he comes on screen again and i'm like, I'm like what's going on? what's happening and it was that was really good <laughs> that was really good and um we saw on the camera did he take the camera? I forget if it was like a flash sequence or if it was like, if it was from the camera where like he looked in the hole and you saw the beam. Was it in the camera? I don't remember if it was in the camera, if it was almost a sense of her sensing what had yeah. happened. I, I wasn't 100% sure if it was in the video or if it was one of those like flash sequences where yeah, it's like, I remember. she's, because remember it's playing with their mind. I'm wondering if it's yeah. one of those like, if it was kind of like an imprinted memory on her or if it was on the screen. I'd have to watch it again. Right. But it's one of those two things because it happens all in that same cluster of right. sequence. Which is, yeah, that, that, that's the like, guess what made it a little disorienting. But like that was, that was crazy. But then we get, oh, that was such a good scene though. Um, and it's terrible. And then also it's well, like, and that, oh, that's, actually something, that's actually something I wanted to, have an accent. That's something I wanted to talk, talk about. <laughs> yeah, well, it was, which she should have realized it before then, because he had like a twang in that yeah. video, but he doesn't when he talks to her nope. when he came home. No, and he doesn't really. Well, he doesn't have a lot of lines in earlier scenes. Well, and they're he's clearly affected no. mentally, but you could understand why you'd expect while his cadence may be off, his voice and accent to be normal. And yeah. if it wasn't, that she would have picked up on that before she picked up on he was messed up because. They were talking for a bit yeah. before he starts to fall apart. Very weird. But um, that was actually the one thing that I took from this. Because we talked about some... Actually, we didn't talk about it in the plot holes part. But it was kind of a plot hole the way her and her copy interacted. Oh, yeah. The oh, fact we didn't, we didn't that it like, was stopping her. Even though it should have been mirroring... Like, it was mirroring her, yeah. except for when it was convenient for her to exactly. like, stop and her. Exactly. That, that was a little frustrating. Unless it was one of those things where it was like, it was trying to figure out how to mimic her, and by her escaping, it wouldn't be able to. Maybe. That's, I guess... Which, I mean, that, that's probably a pretty good argument for that, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I guess... If she gets away, it can't continue to learn. Well, I think that that's probably... That is probably what it is, because, like, at first, it feels like it's, it's supposed to be a reflection... It is because it's moving in almost exactly. It, it, it's, it's, it's moving exactly weird. this way that a person who is so quick in reflexes but, would be able to to mirror your movements. But I guess you're supposed to understand that it's that it's not an act like it's not just this entity that is a reflection of her. It's it is something that is like trying to reflect her. So I guess that I guess that's the only thing that makes it okay. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just weird. Like, you yeah. just kind of have to wrap your mind around it. But it's weird. 
or maybe kind of cool that he found a way to coexist with it briefly. Interesting. Yeah. Well, we, we, well, don't, we don't know what they went through together. I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. I wonder how yeah. long her first instinct, which would probably be my first instinct, is no, bad. Yeah. I'm going to kill this thing because no. Yeah. Oh, and, you want to kill the, the monster with no face? Yes. That, that seems weird. That when I shoot has these weird tentacles coming out of its back. What was that? That was weird. But he found a way to, you know, albeit probably not all that long a period of time, coexist. Like, yeah. they made arrangements I, together. He said, hey, man, record me. I'm going to go kill myself. And once I've killed myself and you've recorded my last will and testament, go find my wife. I also wonder... And he does. If in that time, did he understand... Like, we don't know what happened between him meeting this thing and them sure they were technically friends. in there for a year so they had more time to yeah, think they, about it they but became they became best friends albeit <laughs> at that point his mind also would have been more degraded than any of theirs was because but i'm, I'm also he had, to, he had to cut his friend open and watch his intestines run. that's true I'm, I'm curious though if like it explained things to him except for the fact that he ended up killing himself he really did a better job than any of the women did going in there which is weird what do you mean because he had this whole analytical thing and he got his two buddies to hold the one dude around so to hold him down so they could videotape and document his insides turning into snakes. The women tried to kill themselves and in the trailer they make it and even a lot of the movie they make it look like the guys went crazy and they killed each other but they didn't. Wait, who tried to kill themselves? Oh, you mean well, the one tried to kill the three of them yes. or at least one of them. That's true. They did make it look the other way. They made it look like one of them was going crazy. Because remember, that was whole, one of their two prevailing theories. Something's hunting them, or they went crazy and killed themselves. That, here's another issue with the plot. Um, that, that whole thing, these are the two theories. Those theories are based on jack shit, and that bothered me. Well, no. The, they're both valid. It's just they shouldn't be the only two theories. That's, that's, well, that's, that's, that's more what I mean. Like, there I'm, should I'm, be other okay, theories. Okay, great. That doesn't mean that if these are the two theories, these are the only two things that are going to happen. Yes. So I was like, okay, enough with this. Like, this is I agree. annoying. Um I think that she handled it the best, though. Well, no, he tried to coexist. She tried to kill it. <laughs> I don't know if he did, or maybe, but maybe like you were saying, because we don't know how long it took him. To, maybe he was just completely degraded to the point where, like, maybe he was communicating with a thing, and it was just like, "This is how it is," and he's just like seeing like colorful deer running around. Like, you know, he could have just been like not even there. Well, where, just didn't have she, enough left. She to still fight had the wherewithal so. to be like, "I'm getting home." Because I know what's up now. <laughs> like, to a degree. I guess so. And but that, and I thought that was a really great scene. Like, it was... No, it was cool seeing her out, was, out, out think it and trick it. But it was also heartbreaking because, like, you realize the thing doesn't actually seem violent. Well, no, not not just that. Well, mm, eh, it, was uncom- it was uncomfortable. It, it, wait, what, what part? All of it. It was uncomfortable, but it was like also like, this thing is just like, it was almost like a newborn. I mean, it assaulted her... And also, it looked like it was trying to. Rape it her. was not. It wasn't though. It was but just it trying to. Seemed rape. an awful lot like that's. What was but going it on. was. It was funny. That, not funny. It was. It was kind of sad because. But like, I will she, agree. In the moment that the grenade's about to go off, it's almost like this thing kind of is childlike. Isn't yeah. It? But also, it was unholy, and you know what it was. You remember Dawn of the Dead? Vaguely. Remember when they killed the zombie baby? Yes. That's what it was. Hmm. It's like, it's not your fault you are the way you are, but you need to die. <laughs> oh my god. But, uh, oh my 
goodness. I'm not wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, no, you're, you're not. It's just brutal. Uh, but the, the but yeah, in that scene though, like so, she pulls the pin on the grenade. She's holding the hands, and which I guess made it even creepier is as it right was before it fully into turns her? into her is when she runs away. But I was just like, you could almost and also like, got shorter because I, it was going from one person to Natalie Portman. I feel like it was like I have hey. a present. Not, not just that, that like. Oh, we're done fighting. We can be friends now. Yeah. Oh, and you've you've given you me a gift. <laughs> and then it sets the. Thing Thank you. Away. I will cherish this for the rest of my natural. Burns down <laughs> everything. Yeah. Which the chain reaction I thought was a really interesting. Was that was that like a fucking concept. moment? Like, you know what? I was just trying to hang out, guys. Let's just be friends. And then you set me on fire. Fine. Fuck this. I'm leaving. Burn it all down. Yeah. I'm not going home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That was, but that that was pretty intense. The uh, we we skipped over the 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 actual annihilation that happens in the movie, which is when, and Jennifer Jason Lee saying the title in the, in the movie, right? Ah, she said it. <laughs> but when she when she gets annihilated and then turns into this blob, and this was the thing that I was uh, I was mentioning earlier. Like you need to at this point, you need to just get on board if you're not already, because otherwise you're not gonna like the rest of this. Like no. you just gotta. You just not gotta that there go was that much it. more going on anyway, but well. It's from that point on is when we get the weird mirror monster. I'm just saying the movie was almost over. Yeah. But, uh, it, yeah, again, you have to... By this point, you've probably bought in, but if not, it's like, now's the time. It's like... Now or never. It's, yeah, get in or just get out. <laughs> because this is going to get, like... It's, it's going to get weird before it gets better. And it's also... It's not going to get better. Just <laughs> it's just going to stay weird. But, uh, so it's, when it turns into that, like, weird blob thing that... Which resembled a lot of different things at different times. Mm-hmm. Like it was just a blob, and then it looked like a planet with trees growing on it, and then it looked like an eyeball, and then it like looked like it was focused on her, and then oh, the see. blood, yeah, <laughs> and the blood came off of her nose. Yeah, it had a whole gravitational thing. It was weird, on. and it pulled the blood, and it became this, the being. I don't know if that was relevant. I guess I don't really understand. I don't think that meant anything. Did it need to have her blood? That was like that was again. That was weird. And I think honestly, it, it needed matter. to have her blood. I just don't think there's anything to be drawn out of the way it got it. You think it needed to have it? You said yes. Why to be her? It could have been anything. But it took her to touch it for it to start to change to her. No. Yeah. It took her blood touching her. No. She never touched it. Yeah, she did. She when? held its hand. When she held, when she holds its hand, it starts to turn into her. Oh, yeah. sorry. When she says, I'm your friend, here, take this present. We're talking about different <laughs> stuff. I'm talking about when it took the blood from her in the beginning. We're talking about two separate parts of the scene. Yeah, but why? I'm saying, why did it take the... Like, I don't... What was the meaning of that? I think it was just seeking out a new thing to copy, and that was what was closest. But it didn't copy her until... <clears throat> it started... It copied her movements. It didn't copy her look or anything. Well, like but that's that, what gave so. it form. Hmm. Before that, it was that shapeless blob that was like... Yeah. Blend, like blending itself alright I guess I could see that and then yeah and then it took like some of the cause like two minutes before that it was in the it was inside of Dr. Ventress that's fair that's fair okay I think I get that I, I, I buy that so did she why did she so rapidly turn into this thing it's because the cancer, cancer was killing her so the cancer cells because they grow so fast I would and guess this other thing is mutating even if faster there you go if that's the reason Makes sense. There's, that's why the cancer thing is there. Yeah. Okay. I'm bought in. 
I'll accept that. I'll accept that over nothing. Yeah. And it actually makes sense. Yeah. Cool. I think we figured it out. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any beer left. I finished that a long time ago. It was so good. I was pacing myself. It was tasty. Quite delicious. Wait, there's still some. What else you got? Um, start with the CGI in a very CGI-driven movie. Mm, okay. Some of it was very good. The scenery, the plants. The shimmer. The shimmer. That scene on the beach was really cool. The beach was Actually, nasty. they did a lot of cool stuff with reflections of the shimmer and things. Like, it's very quiet background stuff where it's like, you wouldn't necessarily notice it unless you happen to catch it moving. You look, like, there's just little bits of water or glass here and there where the camera's never focused on it, but it's in the scene and you see it. Let's also not forget there's rainbows everywhere. Yes. <laughs> so, a lot of that was really cool. Yeah. Um, but, like, the creatures were not. Yeah, man, man bear pig. The, I actually thought the alligator was worse. The alligator was pretty bad. Which is, is weird. Is it because, albino? Yes. Okay. With a. I, th- you know, I, was, I don't remember if I said that or if I wrote it. I must have said it earlier. Albano Gator. I, you didn't. I just I heard. No, it. No, I think I did say it when we were talking about it. I was like, the Albano Gator was weird because I didn't actually read it in here. Hmm. But um, the, it looked like an alligator mixed again mixed with a sarlacc pit. Mixed with a sarlacc. an alligator that was housing a sarlacc pit. Got it. Oh, okay, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> and then we have the uh, the the deer, which were, you know, a step up from the three billboards deer. Um, <laughs> Which was a step up from The Walking Dead which Deer. a step up from The Walking Dead Deer, which is very fair. Uh, what other creatures did we get? Um, there was the creepy humanoid thing. Which is weird, because some of those scenes... That one didn't bother me as much, though, because it was just this thing. It, it wasn't so... Well, but the thing is, some of those scenes it was CGI, and some of them it wasn't. Mm. I noticed that, like, at the beginning, when it's, like, doing this little jig, yeah. it's CGI. But then when they both hit the ground, it's a person. Yeah. I noticed because it was glowing less. <laughs> <laughs> they forgot to add the glow. Yeah. Um, and all this stuff outside, like, like, a lot of the, yeah, the imagery in this is, a lot of it's beautiful. What were all the skulls? I was curious about that, too. I was wondering if it was going to be a thing. I'm guessing it was other expeditions reaching. Like, one person oh. from each expedition. Because they sent a bunch of them. Interesting. Right? Wow. Okay, that raises more questions. It seems like at least one person made it each time. Yeah, sure. how many of them made it out? Yeah, I'm wondering that too. Or did any of them? I don't know. Well, if someone made it to that point at all point every time, wouldn't you think there'd be a copy every time? I would. It. I don't know. Although, to be honest, it could have been, as time was growing on, it was becoming better at doing it. Maybe in the first couple iterations, it couldn't get a viable... Remember the cane that makes it out almost dies once it reaches the real world. That's true. That's true. So it goes into organs. So is it killing the things and then putting its skulls and reptages there? How bad are they as doctors that they couldn't identify that that wasn't him? Doing blood tests and stuff, they should have realized this is normal. Or like an X-ray. Although maybe the anomalies. Pretty sure an X-ray would come out just as a one blob, right? Snakes. No, they they, they wouldn't (laughs) see it because it would have all been moving. I feel like it would have disrupted the entire imaging. Well, no, I think physically it was there. It's just, I imagine the composition would have been different. That's what I'm saying, like doing a blood well, Wouldn't test. the movement throw off? I don't know how x-ray imaging works, but I know how photo imaging well, they works. Would have the movement good... would blur the entire thing and make it like this blob. I mean, I think they would have had the outline, but like the, this area would have been snakes. 
<laughs> just gotta let the snakes go. <laughs> he's just a he's a silhouette of person and then inside snakes. Yes. Jeez. <laughs> but yeah, it was a mixed bag with the CGI and stuff. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, hang on, I'm stuck on these skeletons. They were also lined up outside of the lighthouse. Yeah, and some of them were stacked. Uh, that's uncomfortable. Yeah. Why? Because they're skeletons. What happened? Oh, I have no idea. I want to know what happened. I, I actually, Help. I don't. Help. All the things that happened <laughs> I didn't want to know were going that's to happen. Fair. Okay, you know what? Good point. Um, also, another cool background thing that I point out to you, and I guess you'd notice it as well, is the tattoos. Oh, yeah. That was cool. Well, there, I'm a little confused by one part of it. Which one? They kept having the... Uh, I guess the tattoo maybe is more symbolic than anything. His? Or? Well, no, because... And Ooh. I guess I don't remember, because in the video, I thought it was the guy who got cut open who had the tattoo. Did he? If not both of them. No, that would be interesting because he because we know he has it before he goes in. No, 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 he had a tattoo up here. Yeah, but he didn't have the tattoo here. No. Does he have it there at the end? I thought you were saying the guy that got cut open had one here. No, no. Um, Kane had one up on his shoulder. Yeah. The guy who got cut open had the figure eight tattoo or the oh. infinity tattoo on his forearm. Interesting. That's why I pointed out to you. Oh. There one at least one of them in the video has it on their forearm. Okay. And then Anya has it once they're in the shimmer. And when early on in the movie, when we see Lena being interrogated after the effect, she, she has, has the tattoo on yeah. her forearm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? This is before we learn about the whole refraction thing. Because at a certain point, I saw her grabbing her forearm and she had a bruise. Yeah. And Shepard's like, what's going on? She's like, it's just a bruise. It's fine. And then later on, because well, at that point... You didn't see the tattoo on Anya yet. You see it later on her arm. Yeah. And when they're at one of the camps. And I was like, oh, fuck. I saw that tattoo in that video. And she has the bruise at the same point. And then I remembered that she had it from, like, in the future. And I was like, and you see it slowly growing. Right. Until the end when she has the full tattoo on her. And I was like, obviously it's supposed to be a whole reflection of the whole idea of reflection. Right. These copies of each other and this and that in the movie, but tracking it was fucking weird. I'd have to see yeah. it again. Yeah. Knowing that, about it from a, the very beginning of the movie to see the progression of it throughout. I would like to also pay attention. I know there's that one. To a certain extent, it was almost kind I of I want like, to pay attention to his, though, because I'm curious if anybody else gets that. I don't remember anyone else having it up on their chest. Yeah. I just remember him having yeah. it. But I, it, it reminded me to a certain extent of being this like symbol that kept popping up in the way that like Cloud Atlas, where the the, the shooting star mm-hmm. mark each of them has in each of the stories, like that idea of it carrying forward yeah. like that, I thought was kind of cool. Hmm. That's what it reminded me of. I know it's not the same thing, but that's just right. what it reminded me of. It's mm. cool. Yeah, the, the tattoo thing was was kind of, like that's our first inkling of what's going on. Mm-hmm. If you're paying attention to that, that's probably that's probably the earliest thing that you notice. Yeah, when you go back. Which is kind of cool. Sweet. This movie had kind of a pretty unique structure to it, and the way it keeps popping in and out of present, past, future, and like you can't even trust that the present is going on as we think it is. Right. Like, like the whole time dilation thing mm-hmm. right there on its surface, but even 
we kind of have an unreliable narrator issue where it's like they don't know what to believe so how do we know what to believe yeah. like it's cool there's a lot of interesting devices throughout the movie yeah i i thought i thought it was it almost was slightly clunky a couple times the transition but overall i really liked that where it's like past present future and you're not sure what you're going to get and actually to a certain extent it's not not nearly the same but even that reminds me a little of cloud atlas the way they like bounce yeah between the levels of it hmm. um i get the whole i get the fact that she cheated on him mm-hmm. and i understand that i feel like it was just a prompt to talk about the um the self-destruction thing to a certain extent that's further, probably like, true further the self-destruction point that the doctor makes earlier but other than that, it felt flat to me. I don't feel like there was any more. Well, I guess we, we didn't really need to go to it two or three times. One time would have probably been... Yeah. Although, actually, no, I'll say two times. Because I think they talked about it like three times. Two times would have been enough because... They like showed it twice and talked about it once. Yeah, because the first time they showed it, it was also the first time they showed the framing device of showing where the present day is taking place. Well, it was the second time. Because we saw Area X mm-hmm. when she gets picked up and brought to the facility and then the shimmer when she gets into the shimmer and then later on the lighthouse right but it was used when she's going into the shimmer and i just at the time i just thought it was a dream sequence right. because she wakes up and then they find out this whole thing that we've missed we've lost three days yeah and i was just like oh so maybe she was dreaming that like maybe she was I don't know. We've already we've played a little bit with past, present, future here. Like mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. And they do it again, and the two of them are actually talking, and it's like, oh, that's something that happened before he left. Got it now. Right. And it explains. Well, I guess we kind of saw the idyllic side of their marriage at that point, but then later on we see that everything wasn't so good because when he leaves, he's just kind of like. At first, I thought they even misshot that scene because he says, "I." He says, "Like I do love you." Yeah. And I was like, that's a weird way to say that. Yeah. But then we realized that's what it's all about. Like, she, like he knew. Hmm. But I also thought that the first time that, like, the maybe that when she cheated on him was while he was missing. Well, I guess it also adds a little bit more to her drive to get there because it's like, it, it starts off, she says, I owe him. Yeah. Right. But it starts off as, like, I... Yeah, like I'm, I'm gonna go in there because I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make him right. Yeah. But I, there's also I, there's the unknown quantity of guilt at that point. Yeah. Which then builds up throughout these scenes. Weird. Well, I guess I was just confused because that first time when they were talking about it, it, it is clearly while he's missing. But at first, you wouldn't necessarily realize that it was carrying over from before he went missing. Right. And that's right. The only time. That's I guess that's the reason they jumped to it a few. Yes. Times. Yeah, I could see that. It, yeah but it was a little clunky even still yeah just didn't seem it didn't it wasn't it was fitting in the sense of like if if like i got it they just didn't do it the best way they could have done it yeah i, I don't know it, it just didn't i understand it i just don't i don't know if you if you're looking for things to cut and like i feel like there's probably there's probably other things that like they had trim right but i'm saying if they wanted to like pull on some other threads a little bit further they could have done that instead of doing this one yeah because it didn't really add that much to it for me. But eh. did you think of Natalie Portman in the movie overall as an actress? Um, I like her. I think she's solid. So I don't. I mean, well, she has. I feel like she has this reputation of being a very good actress. 
And at times it seems like she's a good actress, but at other times less so. I thought she was better in this than other things. And that's what I was wondering is like, has she regained that? Because she's just objectively not good in any of the Star Wars movies. Yeah. Which is weird because at that same time as when everyone was talking about well, how good of an actress she is. It is kind of funny because the, the scene, there's a, the scene where she's crying. I can't remember what it was exactly. Oh, after Shepard dies. I think, and she's crying, and I was like, "This is like a thousand times better than when you cried in Attack of the Clones yes. or whatever it was." I was like, "This is like a, this is good." Like I believe you. Like, and also, I'm sorry. Are you okay? <laughs> like, like, but yeah, also, yeah. It, it's funny because I, I I think of her in movies and think like, "Oh, like we've rendered it," and I'm like, "Fantastic." Which is weird because she's good in it, but also the accent is so bad. Can you be a good actress while doing a bad accent? Her British accent is terrible. I don't remember being... I don't know. But I I remember her being good in that movie. And I remember... I thought she was great in this. And I I do... There's a part of my mind that always goes to the Star Wars movies because she wasn't good in those. But that was also... The the movies themselves were flawed. Yeah. Um, No, it's just like... She had so much time on screen across those three movies. And that was at the time that her reputation was... She was the next big thing as an actress. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to reconcile that when at the same time she was being actively a bad actress. Mm. So for a long time I was like, is this just based on like, you know how sometimes someone gets like, oh, they're such a good actor or actress on that one role? Right. So maybe they're just good at being that role. Right. Like Aaron Paul is like Jesse Pinkman. Like he's that's, really good at being Jesse. But is he true. actually good at being anything else? Good point. I don't know. I haven't seen it. That was a door. Oh, okay. What the <laughs> hell was that? Um, yeah, she, well, she was great in The Professional when she was a kid. But that was way she back. She was great huh? in... I, I thought she was really great in Viva Renda. She was good. But that's what I'm saying. I feel like she did a good performance even while doing a bad accent. And I'm just trying to think of like... But I guess is that's that the, the case. Only I thought time? the performance was actually really solid in that movie. But she was, she was good in Garden State. But just, she was good. I, yeah, that, that one I saw once a long time ago. I would have to... Have an assess- yeah, I remember liking it. I would have to watch it again to like and focus on that to see what I thought. I thought she was good in this, though. Yeah, no, she was good in this. I was just like, it's, this is the first time I've seen her in something in a while that like, mm. like Thor. She was just, I don't know. I, I yeah, see. That's the thing, though. The character itself seems and in the kind second of Thor as blah. So like, I do That's part of it, but like in the second Thor, like she actively sabotaged the role. Hmm. You know that she left the role while shooting the second. Movie. Oh no, I didn't. They like she like was like didn't want to do the movie, was doing the movie, and then literally walked out. And they had to get her sister to come and shoot some of her scenes. Oh really? Like a bunch of like they needed like more like I don't know if they had to do some breaches to clean up some action scenes. They literally had to hire her sister to shoot scenes like her. Like, hey, it made for some really great breakup jokes later on. So yes, I'm okay with that. So I mean, I don't know. Yeah, interesting. I'll have to keep an eye on it. That's I was just I curious at like what you thought, because I, I thought she was good in this, but like I feel like it's, yeah, I never saw Black Swan. And, like I just know it's like that movie was fucking weird. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other things that she was in. Are you little, looking at your cabinet to I, see if there's anything up there that she's in? I am. Uh. Yeah, I'm not certain. I have any more than the ones that we mentioned, but. No, interesting. I might have to pay more attention to this. That's why I'm like to circle back. Because you're you're kind of right. Because like, I like when you say like, oh, Natalie Portman's such a good actress. I do think 
I, I think back of the things that I liked, which are like, oh, I really liked *Big Vendetta*, that, and I like, I like this now. And but the I first one, when you say when you say Natalie Portman, the first movie I think of is one of the Star Wars movies. I don't. Even though I've seen a whole bunch of other things with her in it, that's where I go to. Yeah, that's funny. I, the first she's I, in three. The, the first thing I think of is *Big Vendetta*, and then the second thing I think of is *The Professional*. So I, the the Star Wars movies come after that for some reason, in my memory of. Even though I probably saw them probably before, I, I saw those before I saw these other movies. Did you hear? Weird. Did you hear me make the Yoda Force Cave joke while we were in the theater? Yep. <laughs> yep. I did. <laughs> it was it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I didn't hear or see any reaction, so I didn't know if I whispered it too quietly. <laughs> <laughs> like even I could have even so just stupid. expected like. So Even if stupid. you were angry by it, I was expecting to see you just turn it like, and <laughs> give you the stare. Yeah. Like <laughs> that would have been fitting. But uh, for those of you who've seen the movie, you can probably figure out what I meant when she walks into the lighthouse and puts her gun down, <laughs> and they're just showing the hole in the ground. And I said, I just whispered, "What will I find in there?" <laughs> and he says, "Nothing that you <laughs> won't take with you." <laughs> oh my god! Cool. Got anything else? No, it was a good, weird, fucked up movie. Yeah, it was. I uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the uh, I enjoyed the ride. I can't wait to see it several months from now. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And well, also, Ex Machina sometime in between. Yeah, definitely. We should definitely we should we should do the Ex Machina when this comes out on Blu-ray. Or yeah, whatever. so when, like yeah, when it's like all relevant again. Oh, for those of you who are fans of this movie and uh, and Ex Machina, um, I looked up stuff on it earlier and I just didn't get to touch on it. But Alex Garland's making a TV show for FX some point. He's done writing the script, I guess, and is working on uh, actually doing the production of the yeah. show. So We'll keep our eyes out for more news on that. Yeah. And I was wrong. It is actually a sci-fi thing. Oh, okay. The headline cool. of this story... Well, that was something me and Anthony talked about off air was... The headline says, uh, uh, Alex Garland's FX series will be science fiction similar to Ex Machina and Never Let Me Go. Wait, what's Never Let Me Go? I don't know. Interesting. Is there something um, else he did? Let's, let's go deeper. What? <laughs> <laughs> Must go past it. Must go um, past it. Well, because uh, I guess the whole thing was he said he was kind of done see. with this. What do you got? Doesn't... Oh, yes. Yeah, oh, he wrote 28 Days Later? Yes. Oh, he wrote that... Dread. Dread was good. Did you see Dread? I didn't. I know that was one that... Yeah, we can watch it. I can let you borrow that. I know that that bombed commercially, but was successful critically. Dude, or that, has that, a very that passionate right. fan base. No, yeah. It was It was good. I, I enjoyed that. Never Let Me Go is... Let's see that. 2010, he wrote that one. He actually got to start as a novelist. Really? He wrote the, the novel The Beach, which turned into a DiCaprio movie. Oh, okay. I remember that. I didn't. I think I watched like half of that. Um, okay. Let's see. What's this wrote, about? Wrote, Lives of three friends from their early school days into young adulthood when the reality of the world they live in comes knocking. That doesn't... That doesn't tell me anything. Yeah, but um, he, he wrote 28 Days Later. 28 Days Later, I think he produced the second one. Um, oh, it stars Andrew Garfield crying. <laughs> he wrote a video game. Which one? Devil May Cry. Really? Yes. Like the original? DMC Devil May Cry. Yeah. Okay. 2013. 2013. No, I think it was older than that. And maybe then that, he maybe also, that was like a remake. He also there's this other one, Odyssey okay. to the West, that he um was like a consultant on. But then cool. he wrote and directs X Machina. That was his first directorial. That was so good. Outing. Awesome. Well, we'll keep our eye out for him and any other thing that he does. 
Um, well, that's it for episode 36 of Flicks in the Six. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, check in next week for more movie and beer goodness. If you want to keep the conversation going, you can hit me up at AEJ Casanzo on Twitter and Instagram. Al is at AlessandroB1187. And until next week, cheers.